daylight, start a blank and those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. You better call Saul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breaking Goodman, a Better Call Saul podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and this episode is going to cover Season 5, Episode 6, titled Wexler versus Goodman. Uh, once again, we are all online. I'm coming to you live from a uh, Puyos Hermanos, uh, which is actually <laughs> just the background on Zoom, which is fun. Uh, and uh, we also have Michael Henley. Hello. Hello. Samantha Russell. Hey. Hey. And Brian Craig. Hello. Hey, wash your hands. Yes. Uh, and yes. Next week, yes, wash your hands. And next week we'll be joined by a friend of the podcast, Sean Landis. Sean Keegan Landis, excuse me. Yay. Hey. All right, uh, so we haven't got any new reviews uh, for, for the show just yet, so that's how I'll start off, is if you enjoy the podcast, please go to iTunes or wherever you listen to it and rate and review us, uh, especially if you enjoy it. Uh, we're going to give away a Better Call Saul shirt of some kind uh, in our final episode, uh, and we will be choosing from people that have left their uh, thoughts on the internet for us. Go. Uh, all right. So we can jump right into some first impressions. Uh, Michael, how did you feel about this episode? I loved this episode. Um, this was, uh, we'll, we'll get to it, uh, the scene in question, uh, especially. Um, but the, the entire episode was very, very involving and entertaining and, and, and funny. Uh, the direction is just, mm, just a, even a, 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 a tick up than it usually is which is uniformly typically excellent yeah. um and uh just as a bit of a you know biographical tidbit i uh, i live by myself i watch the show by myself so and very rarely when i watch shows do i have um very uh verbal reactions to things that are happening um you know uh but uh that is not what happened this this episode i had some very very strong verbal reactions and uh, my cat was very confused by it so. <laughs> uh brian what do you got uh, yeah, I mean, there's parts of this episode that gave me a lot of anxiety. There's parts of this that felt like a fun, like, uh, heist uh, noir film. Uh, a lot of emotions in this episode. It left me kind of all over the place. Uh, some, there was some straight-up comedy bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot, of, uh, a lot going on. Yeah. Sam? Uh, I mean, the episode was very good, but I also – I didn't like it because I feel like we've gotten to a point where, like, Kim has – has gone to a point of no return, which does not make me happy. It makes me very, very sad. So, um, yeah, this was, this was something. This was what an episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I I agree with all that. Uh, definitely enjoyed the episode. Uh, and, uh, I love the little montage that they had in here of the commercial production Mm -hmm. for, uh, kind of trying to stick it to Mesa Verde. Uh, so that was always fun to see a montage. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, just a generally fun and I thought well-paced episode, uh, yes. with little, little fat to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like yeah. everything in there was, was there for, uh, for a reason. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Uh, so we're going to start off with the Nacho, Gus, Mike, Lalo things. Uh, so mm-hmm. Lalo is using, uh, this is Nacho and... Uh, Gus talking, uh, and Nacho's telling Gus that Lalo's using the informant to kind of chip away at 
the whole Gus Fring operation uh, in an effort to kind of uh, ruin it uh, so that the, uh, the bosses down south don't think that he's, he's worth it. Because if we remember, that's one of the things that really set Lalo off, uh, kind of a little light bulb in his head. As long as he's bringing in money, and uh, we're going to keep dealing with him. Uh, so if he's not bringing in that money, he's probably going to end up getting killed uh, or at least laid off. Uh, and maybe he can collect unemployment or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bill was just passed. Uh, there's a lot of loosened, uh, loosened language for getting uh, unemployment. It does count gig employees. Uh, so maybe, maybe Gus can apply for uh, yeah. as, a, as a gig employee. At least Victor, I think. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Nacho can double dip. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Oh man, everything's coming up nacho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Gus leaves him with the advice: if he needs you, don't hesitate. If he asks anything, you act. Uh, which I guess is there can be no suspicion. Yeah. Well, he says that he says that uh, Nacho reports to Mike now, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, He's he said he was saying that to in reference to Mike. Yes. yes. I didn't. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even. Yeah. yeah. Even Nacho catch that myself. To Mike. He also mentioned. Nacho also mentioned that like Layla was going going to go after the business and make his yeah. customers sick, mm. like cut the power, uh, st- doing stuff with the water, stuff like that. So the that virus is in the air. Yeah. So flaming <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. bags coronavirus on doorsteps. into <laughs> yeah into his business. So that way, there's a whole bunch of eyes on his business, which seems very risky. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a problem. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Nacho is having a conversation with Mike after, after they're done, uh, saying, you know, you know who you're working for, right? Talking about how, what a, what a bad guy Gus is. And Mike is all, I told you so. I told you, I told you what you were getting into. I warned you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Nacho gets into the bit about his dad. Uh, he's got a gun to my dad's head. Uh, if I don't do this, that's a problem. And Mike is just basically like, let's take care of Lalo and then we'll talk. So there's that. There is that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Mike is looking over the the death certificate. Uh, this is where I need a little bit of help. Did we, who was this guy? This is the guy from the um, the money wiring place. Travel that, wire. Uh, travel wire that um, Werner went to. Uh, his wife wired him money there, and then Lalo came and was like asking the guy a bunch of questions, and then murdered him. Is this where he kind of crawled? Yes, yes. he crawled through okay. the window and like jumped out of the ceiling or Got crawled it. up the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, so he killed the guy and then set the place on fire, which I don't think they mentioned the setting yeah. the place on fire last season, but we right. did see that we did see the, the the attendant dead on the floor. Gotcha. Which is this Fred Bella. Fred Whalen. Uh, yeah, so he's looking over the death certificate for one Fred Whalen. Uh, then he's at the library combing through the 25-cent books, making small talk with the librarian there. Uh, 25 cents. Not bad. That's a really good price for a book. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Like, they said they used the money to bring in uh, – they used it to bring in some funds for new books which makes yeah. sense. But also like 25 cents, you can do a little better than that. You do 50 cents. And then 50, double yeah. The mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. It's still a very reasonable price for a book. 75 yeah. cents, triple it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a yeah. dollar a book? 
Yeah, it's a little. Yeah. I don't know about a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a threshold, guys. There's yeah, a seriously. Threshold. Uh, so he's making small talk, and then he asks if, uh, hey, is there a, a Lillian Simmons that works here? I'm. That's me. I'm that's me. Yeah, oh, that's me. <laughs> uh, yeah, did you ever hear of a, of a Dave Clark? And then she kind of knows a little bit about what this is about. Is this about the travel wire or something like that? Well, he uh, introduced himself <laughs> as Dave Clark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, right, 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 yeah. Yeah, yes. and, and she says he's a PI. Dave Clark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah By the so way, I'm waiting for the Dave Clark PI spinoff. Yeah, uh, no, I'd love to watch that. Mm-hmm. The Dave Clark 5-0, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Mike and Lily are chit-chatting about the incident uh, at Travel Wire, uh, asking about... Is there anything else that you remember? Can we talk? I, you know, I, I told you everything. I told you what I, I told the detectives what I, what I know. There's really nothing left. And I'm he says a detective. that I'm a, I'm a private investigator for the family. Yeah. So they're just trying to get some closure. That's his, that's his yeah. little uh, character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just trying to get some closure. <laughs> Lily. Lily. Uh, yeah. So he's, he's doing his thing. And she she gives in. They go somewhere and they chat. I don't know who's watching the desk. People are just going to walk off with those 25-cent books. <laughs> but they go, they're chatting, and he is asking about the incident and uh, anything else you remember. Did you, did you get a look at the car? Uh, says, Very leading questions. Oh, yeah, yeah quite, quite leading. Very this leading interrogation picture. would not hold up in court. No, it was no, like no. watching yeah. the um, making a murderer yeah. uh, <laughs> interrogation of that kid. Car. You definitely saw this particular car. <laughs> yeah. Now call up the number and say "Gray, nineteen seventy Monte Carlo." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's basically exactly what what goes down. And he is. Uh, I don't even remember. She's. I don't remember which detective that. Oh, I got that info. Uh, and you know what? If you catch him, you can catch him right now. <laughs> He's probably at his desk as we speak, waiting for this phone call. Uh, I'm just here staring at you while you make the call. He does. He does too. I wanted them to linger on that a little bit. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Could you get that? Again, like a, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, you get that impression that he's going to be watching this take place and make sure that she calls and follows through. Uh, it was just long enough to kind of get that impression, but I wanted just like a couple seconds longer of him just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah. Maybe him picking up one of the books and kind of like peeking over the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it is in fact, Lalo's car, which I don't know that we've specifically mentioned uh, at the moment, but it's Lalo's car that they, oh. you know, the man with the mustache and this is the car she calls up and uh, there's, that's that. Uh, and this is just one piece of this because we see throughout this episode that Mike is pulling all of these different strings yeah. to point all of these people, <laughs> put the eye of Sauron on Lalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really, he's really back with a vengeance, too. You he know, is. last week he he is. And yeah. recovering, and now yeah. all of a sudden he's got these schemes going. Yeah, he's got a real pep in his step project. again. He's, he's got a project to work on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and threats if he doesn't. Um, <laughs> that's always a motivator. All right. Uh, so there, that leaves them uh, there after he says, uh, you know, don't, don't mention me. I just want the cops to get the credit. I'm, I, the only thing in this for me is justice. 
his real <laughs> yeah and that's the good deed is so all cool. is all he needs mm-hmm. uh which sean can speak to as far as uh motivations <laughs> and kantian <laughs> ethics um but of course he would probably take into account the underlying lying of everything that's happening uh all right so mike is at the precinct right mm-hmm. uh and he gets this kid the mailroom guy yeah uh this intern volunteer person to well first of all he gets on his ass about it uh mike is really working overtime to just sell this whole thing i don't know did he have a name tag on any reason why he was supposed to be there I mean, look like you belong there. He did. He, he, he looked for sure like did. a that's, Philly that's, cop, that's, so no one can ask any questions. <laughs> Philly <laughs> cop, Mike <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Just sitting there drinking coffee, leaning up against a wall, giving yep. it some pass. That's all looking you know. a, Looking around a room for anything that might seem out of place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he sees this inter-office envelope, or envelope, uh, depending on <laughs> what your preference may be. And he... Uh, asks this kid, this person, I don't know how old this, I don't say kid. He's uh, a young man. Ask this this employee. (laughs) He's like, he's like Kaylee's age. (laughs) This week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next week he'll be 12. Uh, So he asks him, how long has that been there? The, the, this envelope down there, how long has that, that been there? And the kid's like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Oh, there's looks like it. What was that? It's got today's date on it. Yeah, looks like an interoffice envelope. So there must be some date on there. Uh, oh yeah, looks yeah, it's today's date. Well, don't you think you should get it where it's going? <laughs> this yeah. kid's probably going. You know, like yeah, but you were standing there staring at this, for <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. waiting for someone else to take care of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like the police department is all about hierarchy and yeah. whose job a thing is, and it's mm-hmm. always the guy below you's job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, how the long, That's the culture. How long do you think he was standing there, by the way, just waiting for <laughs> the intern to come by? Just be like, oh. 20 minutes. Yeah. He's timing coffee breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So he is, he gets them to deliver this envelope to Detective Roberts or whoever it was. Yeah, uh, and it lands in his desk. He opens it up. He calls other people in on things, and they start putting things together. Uh, so they have Lalo at the – they have this car at the travel wire, but they also had him somewhere else. That was that parking lot. So he followed Mike into a parking lot that um, – required uh like a ticket and you had to pay at the end mm-hmm. and so mike went over paid his ticket and then stuck gum in it and then another guy was in between the two of them and the other guy couldn't get his ticket to work oh, because yeah. of gum and he hit the guy like just rammed yeah. into him until he was in the street that's and right yeah yeah and okay. 1970 Mar- monte carlo can really take that like the bumper's real good but the other guy's bumper it was a newer car. It just couldn't handle it. Yeah. It got destroyed. So that guy filed a hit, hit and run report, mm-hmm. which is what just got delivered to De- Detective Roberts. On the same day. On, On the, the same, very same Very same day. day that he got a phone call from Lily. About hmm. Monte Carlo. Hmm. Coincidence? I think mm-hmm. not. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. So 
there's a lot happening uh, behind the scenes right now with uh, with the the eyes on Lalo. Uh, so let me go to uh, Nacho calls Mike and says that he just dropped him off and he's going down his usual route or route, depending on your <laughs> preference. Um, Envelopes, routes, root, <laughs> envelope, tomato, tomato, tomatoes, electric <laughs> potatoes. You say root, I say route. <laughs> <laughs> envelope. Uh, so Mike, uh, Mike has uh, a police scanner. He's sitting in his car. He's got a police scanner, hooks it up and gets on the horn, lets them know uh, that he's got a hit on a plate in this particular area and wants some people to check it out or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then two, four, one PD. <laughs> yeah. Rover, <laughs> Niner, uh, Delta, Quadrant. All right. And you just uh, throw a niner in there? Were you on a walkie-talkie? I think I was. I think I was. I'm in a Puyos Hermanos. Why can't I be a walkie-talkie? <laughs> good point. It's a good point, yeah. Uh, so the cops converge. First of all, it's, it's one. Uh, and Lalo reaches for his gun immediately. Like you hear a siren and you're reaching for a gun immediately. Mm-hmm. Either mm-hmm. way. If you're a guy like Lalo, that's, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. but immediately not even like what if it's just like you know your license uh, or your plates expired or um, yeah taylor hey, just broken. make sure you're okay yeah something happened in the area yeah nah, 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 the nah. answer is aggression wow. yeah the answer yeah. is unless more cops pull up then yeah yeah i also probably it's think like that's coming three, three cop cars is when you put the gun away <laughs> yeah and as i was gonna say like i it's probably also coming from a place of being a White person, <laughs> a, oh, white, yeah. a white guy. That's, uh, why that's, is he reaching for his gun? What's just obey the, just obey the wall. Just, <laughs> just, just, just watch your license and registration. Just what could go? What could says. I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. So that's fairly ignorant of me, I guess. Um, <laughs> all right. So now there are multiple cops converging on the scene, and he eases up on that uh, on the on the trigger, and. Uh, that's his kind keys. of, kind of. Oh yeah, drops his keys out. Keys the out the window. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool shot too, by the way. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. one of those classic from belows. Yeah. I think that's a technical term, right? Yeah, that's what they call them. The from, yeah, from belows. Can we from get a? Belows. Yeah, we need a from below on this one. Um, yeah. So that's the, the Mike, Nacho, Gus, Lalo stuff. Uh, anything that stands out? Uh, anything you want to talk more about? You know, I just want to say, um, when I said earlier in the show uh, how much I loved this episode, I think it was all the non-mic stuff that I loved. Um, I don't think there was anything wrong with the mic stuff, but I felt, as we're recounting it right now, I'm just more just like, yep, that was the thing that Mike did. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, you know, it, it didn't really, there's nothing about it that really stands out in terms of like, that scene was fantastic. It just felt like a, kind of a, a lot of shoe leather. Yeah, that we're mo- we're just moving a story ahead, I think. Yeah. I yeah. And we just get to see Mike, I guess, going back into the world. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. This. I don't know. I think I really enjoyed this whole Mike storyline because uh to steal a quote from later in the episode, uh I really enjoy a plan that's uh, cooked perfectly to juicy perfection. Uh he now I'm hungry. He played, he played everything subtle. <laughs> uh like this is like classic real heist stuff where you you undersell everything you let everyone else do like the heavy lifting for you he didn't uh like he wasn't 
coercing Lily to do these, to make that phone call so much as he's kind of feeding her the information and leading it to her. Uh, like this is my favorite kind of heist, heist film type of thing where it's done very subtly and um, with a certain amount of, for lack of a better word, evilness uh, where it's just, it's, it's that like that, uh, the thing they said about, um, most of the people in Germany in World War II, where it was the banality of evil. Mm. That's what this is. This is the banality of evil. This is just shoe leather. It's shoe leather evil, where he's just uh, setting people up in a very somewhat boring way, which I really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think we're not going to see, well, I don't think, we're not going to see the fruits of this labor and until the coming episodes. Um, but it's a whole lot of, lot of setup. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how Lalo does or does not get out of this in this season. Uh, and are we going to be finished with Lalo for this season? Is he going to get out on bail? And then like, we have this little mini war between him and Gus in the final, I guess, four episodes. Is that what we got? Or three episodes? I'm not Um, sure. Four episodes. Four episodes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel like he's curious. probably going to call Saul. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, and I feel like Nacho and, and Mike might be kind of on him about that, on what they need to happen. And Saul's kind of a uh, loose cannon at this point. Yeah, he's so a wild card. He's kind of a wild card, so I don't know what he's going to do. That's yeah. the word, wild card. Yeah, he is definitely going to be a uh, a hinge in these these two storylines and coming coming episodes. Because he loves awesome. winning, but you know, like I don't know. So that's I feel like that that could be a, a problem with other people as well. Yeah, yeah, and that, for sure. That conversation with Nacho and Gus at the car about uh, you got I got you got into this with both eyes open, but my dad didn't, uh, yeah. and trying to figure out where that's going to go because now he's got. He's got Mike on his side, but he's also got both the Salamancas and the Gus Fring side of things kind of breathing down his neck. And we yeah. know that we're never going to see him after this series is done. So right. how he's getting out of that and where his, either his complete, where Nacho's demise is going to end up or yeah. if he's going to get away with his father to safety somehow, you know, if Mike helps him to, you know, abscond or whatever who knows the first time we see saul though in in uh breaking bad mm-hmm. he does mention ignatio okay. where he said did ignatio's guys send you hmm. when they bring him out to the desert interesting so there's that well, so i feel like he's going to survive this he's gonna He's going to have something. Because that seemed purposeful that they would... Name him Nacho. Yeah, name him after that. Mm. Yeah. Although he says, he says did Ignatio's guys do this, not did Ignatio do this, indicating maybe... Maybe. Yeah. Hmm, we'll see. Hmm. I guess we'll have to find I out. He was mentioned. I don't, I, I'm not doing mm. <laughs> Good. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Yeah, I don't want an internet nerd to... <laughs> it's like actually that's not what he says at all <laughs> i sure hope someone got fired for that blunder <laughs> there it is. we just there lost it. our our listener 
<laughs> oh no what are we doing this for it was the comic book guy from the simpsons oh. <laughs> worst <laughs> podcast ever <laughs> which is just not true i've heard many 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 bad podcasts <laughs> not to be found on watercooler.com though not absolutely sure. not no all right so let's move on then to a really quick uh episode or uh, yeah episode moment uh it doesn't really have much to do with anything other than a growing need for revenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know growing, but maybe lingering is the, is the problem. Lingering for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is the rivalry or whatever you want to call it with uh, Jimmy and Howard. Yes. So after Jimmy gets done uh, working uh, on a case with uh, a couple sex workers, he sends them on their ways like, okay, you know, do what you can stay out of trouble. Um, and then they're walking away. Oh, actually what does one hour of your time cost? Mm-hmm. And then they cut away. Did anybody else know exactly what was going to happen? I had a pretty good feeling. Yeah. Uh, it was going to be something, um, uh, yeah. Howard related, I think. Yeah. Uh, at first, uh, I thought it was going to be Kevin related. Yeah. I thought it might mm-hmm. be Kevin related mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then when they showed Howard on screen in that restaurant with, uh, with Begs, uh, yeah. Cliff, Cliff Main, right? Yeah. Uh, Cliff Main, Ed Begley Jr., uh, who should be doing okay right now because I think his house and whatnot is powered by grass and, mm-hmm. and happy thoughts. So that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's prepared for any uh, apocalypse scenarios, I'm, well, I'm fairly well, certain. Well, I was about to say, I don't, I, I don't know what our what our stock is on happy thoughts right yeah, now. Yeah, our happy thoughts are way down. Like, I, I, I'm a little worried about it. Well, I think he's probably has created some sort of machine that puts them in a reserve. Oh, okay. You know, oh, like okay. a, a, ge- a generator. happy thoughts yep. are powering his house. I'm not worried about him, let's say. No. <laughs> no uh, so uh, I will point out just real quickly that it's uh, it's interesting to me how uh, how – 2020 we are right now where i'm guessing all four of our notepads all use the phrase sex workers oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I did write down sex workers until later i wrote or those aren't my hookers or but that was <laughs> what he said quote. that was a direct quote i did uh, write down sex workers, and that was in the time that they were doing it mike, yeah. mike Haley, say you wrote sex workers in the same <laughs> In my defense, uh, I had just wrapped up work, and I was like, "I need to rewatch the episode and take notes." Mike wrote, and "I do her very fast," which and I was doing. Did you write down? Michael wrote, "Ladies of the night." <laughs> that did that did cross my mind too. Jezebel, <laughs> ladies of the night. That? And then I was like, "Come on, sex work is work, and it's literally sex work time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote lowly street workers, street walkers, oh, which, which, right. which street does, walkers. Walkers. Okay. It's, it's, hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, this is, this is nothing. Like when we do the canned peaches, a Deadwood podcast, mm-hmm. then we're dealing yep. with a whole, whole different it's level different. of That's totally different. It yeah. was a different time then. It was a way different time. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So these <laughs> ladies of the night show up to, uh, <laughs> the restaurant that they are in for lunch. Uh, there's quick conversation with Cliff and Howard about this judge retiring and they let out some of the lamest jokes. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh so God. Lame, I can't even remember what they were. 
so uh, lame that when Cliff congratulates him on one of the jokes, it almost made me feel like, oh, really? Like, that was awful. Yeah. Yeah, how was, proud of themselves they were yeah. was way more uh, insulting as a comedian than uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Something about a hole in one. Yeah. Uh, oh, I guess she was filing, you know, oh, a different yeah. kind of brief or something like that. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, that's what it was. Good one, Howard. It's like, no, it wasn't. Oh, yeah um i like too though that uh when they uh you know when when they're gossiping it, it it provides like a nice little bit of storytelling for how much they're gossiping about the other table and then this is about to happen that mm-hmm. you can only imagine you don't even have to cut to the other table with the uh, the judge they were just talking about to know how much this is going to circulate <laughs> through the community yep yeah uh so they show up and uh how we Oh, Howie, we need our money, Howie. You can't take a ride on a carnival cruise and only pay for a tugboat. (laughs) I don't don't know anything about uh, JoJo or tugboat. I don't know know them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know JoJo. I don't know tugboat. I don't know you two. Cliff, you got to understand. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Howie's getting upset. Jimmy Jimmy from his car going, those aren't my hookers. I don't know. Are they your hookers? Uh, Oh, I don't know. Narrating, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he was quite pleased with himself. Yeah. A little too pleased with himself. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then he, I guess he, I don't know what it is, because in this moment, you can almost see a switch. In, oh, yeah. Uh, where he yeah. is so pleased with himself, he got away with this, and then he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to move yes. on and continue this doing is, this. This is why I was going to point out that I don't know that this is so much of a one-off scene as a scene that's endemic of where Saul and Jimmy are at this point in their journey where he has so much, um, just he's so angry at who he sees as people that are above who, who people he see as thinking they're above him. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, everyone's, everyone's a Chuck to him at this point. Yeah. So Rich is a Chuck. Howard's a Chuck. Kevin's surely a Chuck. Uh, I'm and a Chuck. So he, he, you're a Chuck. God knows you're a Chuck. Uh, <laughs> and so he's really just sticking it to everyone. Like he just has this bitter chip on his shoulder. Uh, like you know, most of Philadelphia has a bitter chip on their shoulder. Um, <laughs> got this bitter chip on his shoulder as the little brother uh, with no um, no respect from his older brother that he sees as the law, the lawyers of law. Uh, and I think this, this scene with Howard all season, the way he's just been sticking it to Howard, it's just endemic of what we're about to see in the boardroom. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well said. Hey. So, yeah. So he makes this phone call to, uh, was Olivia Bitsui? Yeah, Olivia Bitsui. Olivia Bitsui. I'm, uh, my name is Saul Goodman. I'm a lawyer. Have you ever heard of this uh, company, this bank called Mesa Verde? Yeah. Which leads us into our uh, <coughs> other storyline, which, of course, is Jimmy, Kim, Mesa Verde, that whole, that whole deal. Uh, so we get to see Kim as a kid, which I don't know that we've seen yet. No, I don't. No. Yeah. Just heard her just a few episodes ago talking about her her bad childhood, which Mm -hmm. I don't think has ever even been brought up until Mm -hmm. this season. Yeah. Yeah. 
we we see her uh, very late outside of her middle school with her cello just waiting for to be picked up, yeah. and her mom comes by who and very late just zooming in, mm-hmm. and she says, "Where have you been? Have you been drinking?" And she said, "I just had a beer." It's like doesn't smell like just one beer, mm-hmm. and she refuses to get in the car, and she she's we see her with this impossible decision of either getting in the car with somebody who's been drinking or walking for three miles in the cold with a cello. Mm -hmm. And it just, it becomes what Kim is doing now. Like sacrificing uh, for the good of what she, for what she sees as the good. But it's also stick the cello in the car though. I mean, it's also also two impossible decisions that like both are bad. Yes. And it's just, it sucks. And she just takes it, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, also like you put that cello in the car and something happens, then you risk losing two things that are important to you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Three, if you're in the car. If three, if you're in the car. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And any groceries that mom picked up. Mm. Uh, And it's a (laughs) really at that point that she Mm. already has it. This is part of me and I'm bringing it home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that's at Red Cloud Junior High School, which quick internet is uh, Nebraska. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which tracks, because I think Kim mentioned previously that she grew up specifically on the part of Nebraska that borders Kansas, which Red Cloud does. It's in like one of the most southernmost part counties of Nebraska. So good detail. I like that. Uh, something I <laughs> uh, just thought about, which I don't know that we've talked about. We might, we might have. Uh, and that is the possibility because we know we don't see Kim in the Breaking Bad timeline. Mm-hmm. But what is the possibility mm-hmm. that we see her in the Gene timeline? Assuming she survives all this, I guess. Yes. We would have seen her by now. Yeah. Though, right? yeah. He was at his house and we didn't see her there. Well, they may not be together. Oh. Oh, that she pops in, that she tracks him down? Like yeah. He, I, he picked Omaha because of her. Possibly, yeah. Mm. Oh, I, 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 she moved there after they broke up or whatever. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible, yeah. I, I see her. And goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's a little much. <laughs> and then she eats one and she's like, why did I get six? This is way too much. Why <laughs> Half a one is too much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that's the deal with Kim and her mom. Michael, do you have something? I, yeah, I do. Two things. Uh, one, I don't know if this is, I, I've just been raised by like too much like bad tv basically but i feel like i feel like there's this kind of uh this this cliche or whatever that kind of happens that whenever a character leaves a show or gets killed off a show we have a very character focused centric episode on them to maximize the impact and it always starts with like a heretofore unseen flashback of them so Mm -hmm. the minute the minute this episode opened and I clocked very early on. It's like, oh, this is young Kim, you know, because uh, mm-hmm. it was desaturated and everything. And then all, I, I just sensed it like maybe three seconds before it becomes 100% clear. I got very, very nervous. I was just like, is this the last Kim episode? Is this what's oh, happening? Like, yeah. I got very, very, very concerned. Um, the second thing was, uh, I don't have her name, but I got to give props to the actress playing young Kim because she was terrific. She had Reese Horn's mannerisms down incredibly the, well. The, yeah, the affect of her yeah. voice was yeah. perfect. And I was like, that's really weird. For sure. Yeah. It's it's like this very specific way that Rhea Seahorn, whenever she's really upset, like words kind of catch in her throat a second yeah. longer. Yeah. And she, and she nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I caught that too. And they also... Um, 
they showed us without really telling us that this is clearly a scene that has happened before and will continue to happen again. Yeah. Her mom's always late picking her up and her mm-hmm. mom's frequently drunk picking her up. Well, it's always a bad sign when a child that age knows what the smell of one beer on a person's mm-hmm. breath as opposed to multiple beers on a yeah. person's breath smells like. Um, so, From yeah. several feet away. From that. several feet away. Yeah. Ah, oh, poor kid Kim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And speaking of uh, television cliches that I was worried might happen, anytime in a TV show that someone is driving and they oh, yeah. have a drink or two, something immediately is going to happen to that person. Uh, so I'm glad they didn't, you know, tip their hand that far into the Yeah, I'm glad cliche. she didn't get, and get into the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so mom leaves her. Uh, and that was our cold opening. Uh, Bye. You never listen. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. We're at uh, at Mesa it, Verde. When it I was worked. literally a cold opening, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Winters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're shooting a Mesa Verde commercial. Um, We're watching, watching an old one. An old Mesa. Wa- yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. We're watching an old Mesa Verde commercial. Uh, Kevin's dad's in there. Don. Don. Yeah, might out. be my favorite. Uh, <laughs> my favorite cameo of an actor <laughs> in the entire goddamn series. I'm such a big Jay Johnston fan. I'm even watching so, so yeah. much Mr. Show in this part. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've had some time like, no, to ourselves. Oh my god. Oh, god. I could not I, place him, Mr. Show. <laughs> I could not place him. In the story of Everest. <laughs> He's one of my most favorite underrated comedic actors, Jay Johnston. So I was I was pleased as punch when uh, when he turned his head and I oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we see uh, them filming that one of their early commercials. We see baby Kevin uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Jimmy brought in the A V group to kind of help him, what which I didn't know at the time. It's not a parody. Uh, yeah. but shoot commercials that kind of use that uh, aesthetic, uh, and do more. And they are basically telling him that some of this can't be done in the timeline that he wants, wants it to be done. Right. Uh, and he is like, well, what if we do the, the Superman thing, you know, a blue screen, (laughs) Uh, you mean a green screen? Oh God. Um, that yeah. was such a that was such a uh, uh, film major thing to say. Like, yeah. oh my god, I could got douche chills just watching that. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. uh, Grandpa, how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> Should you be inside avoiding Corona? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a kid who looks like J.J. Abrams, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't touch Me the camera. Josh Fadum. Who is it? Josh Fadum. Josh Fadum. Josh Fadum. That sounds like a superhero. Mm-hmm. What can I say? <laughs> Josh yeah, it looks like a slacker. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, so then they decide to go the Superman route route on things. Uh, so we're at the now salon, the, the, the no, otherwise known as a film studio, I guess. Uh, <laughs> shooting this, they're green spray painting their own uh, green screen, which was yeah. not done. Like it wasn't even enough. No, and not then at they all. Kept yeah. everyone right in front of the seam it was driving me crazy as a yeah. video producer where i'm like just move them at least over a little bit so they're not directly on the seam or yeah or turn it so the seam is side. what are you doing <laughs> or get a bigger one so there's no seam yeah it's just it was well because he was breaking out of the seam later oh right so it fine. was purposeful uh, okay right 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 for the people who were just doing the testimonials they should have moved over but they also should have spray painted 
spray painted it better because yeah. it, it's not going to be able to key out. Not with the technology back then. It was no. no. mm-hmm. key out that well. Mm-hmm. And if here's another tip: if somebody does have the glare on their glasses, you don't tilt them up. You just take the light and you you bring the light up and tilt it down. That uh-huh. actually does help. I've, I've interviewed people with glasses. This is how you do it. <laughs> the and guy, was, when I was getting my picture done for my driver's license, how I, what a couple months back, the guy's like, all right, just tip your glasses like this. Just do the tip. No. I'm like, I look like a goddamn idiot. No, <laughs> don't look them off. No, no, Take no. your glasses off. I'm like, this is my signature look, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, just tip them up a little bit. Yeah. I ended up taking them off. <laughs> you gave in? You took off your face. But then I got into the man. And I got contact lenses. So here we are. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, So uh, thank you for all the production tips. (laughs) (laughs) Sam's video corner. I mean, so right now you're you're in front of a a non-green screen and you look pretty good, but I mean, it does keep fading out. I you, just, you keep losing your arm. It looked yeah. way better when they showed the end result than what they were shooting in front of, is yeah. all I'm saying. I'm at a Poyos Hermanos. That's all people <laughs> need to know. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Uh, disappearing when you scratch your back. I made my arm disappear for people that are listening to this and can't see this goofiness. Yeah, people just listen to the podcast. It's like, what is is going on? What's what's happening? Let us in. I don't need to know their green screen jokes. (laughs) Just talk about the show, you fucking idiots. All right. Jesus, Al Swearingen. All right. So they are. Uh, filming this thing, we see people uh, doing the warm-ups. We got a bunch of community <laughs> yeah. theater actors. I think oh, this yeah. is at one point. We got some red leather, yellow leathers. Um, yeah. Mom makes meat, which I've never heard before. No, I don't know that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I was waiting for a uh, unique New York. Yeah, unique yeah, yeah, New yeah. York. <laughs> and toy boat, toy yeah. boat. Toy and then boat, they kept saying Jimmy and the and the uh, makeup gal kept going magic. Like, <laughs> yeah, magic. <laughs> and five, four, three, two, one, magic. Yeah. So we have the uh, commercial shoot montage, uh, mm-hmm. which we talked a bit about already. Uh, tiny little. Yeah. There's a tiny little moment that I love here, where um, the, uh, the the first gentleman who when they, when they filmed the first testimonial, uh, the uh, the older gentleman, basically, there's a great bit of tiny little direction where Jimmy makes him find his mark. And he's basically just like, this is your mark. You cannot move from this. Like, you know, just, just plant your feet right there and everything will be great. And then, um, the kid who looks like JJ Abrams, who the character name, I can't remember. Basically the first thing he does is grab him by the shoulders and actually just mm-hmm. turn him, just, just, just yeah. tilt, twitch a little bit. Basically. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he asks that one woman, can you smile warmly? No, no, <laughs> no, I can't. He's like, no. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, he also yeah, touches and, their faces at certain points, which I found yeah, very, I, very. I your jaw, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is pre-social that... distancing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and that... general manners. There's a lot of anxiety. yeah. I was about to say. <laughs> watch television and see people near each other. It's mm-hmm. like weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I also love. Great, he does some great uh, like directing, non-directing, directing, where mm-hmm. he's like, uh, "All right, give me, show me fear, show me fear." Like you, you want to tell me you got a secret? You want to tell me something? Uh, <laughs> go inside, and you know what? Just throw it away. Just throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Throw it away, but keep it. Uh, oh shit! Just throw it away, but with feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also says he's showing the one guy how to show me sad. You know, kind of like. Wah. 
<laughs> Show me sad. Uh, fun, fun montage. Always good. Always happy with those. Uh, and the the scratching, the yeah. scratching one one two, which we didn't know what that was until we saw the final final product, uh, where she is. She went in and she got a rash from Mesa Verde. <laughs> yeah, black mold. <laughs> yeah. Have you been exposed to black mold in Mesa Verde? Uh, it's basically all all of those commercials combined. Uh, combined, yeah. Um, <laughs> have you been exposed to mesothelioma uh, <laughs> or asbestos in a uh, a Mesa Verde? Um, did Mesa Verde hit and run you? <laughs> um, yeah, it's all you of those or a family member died. Like, wait a minute, did, <laughs> <laughs> I die? How am I watching this commercial? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they're uh, so persuasive. They make you think, wait, did I die? Oh, my no. God. What if this is all, like, after death? <laughs> yeah. but what it makes any no. sense. <laughs> so Kim shows up, mm-hmm. and she's looking hesitant to go in, which I'm guessing is her hesitant because she's essentially asking to shut it down. Yeah, she's uh, regretting she, her her previous decision to do yeah. such a thing. Yeah, and she says that uh, she's going to... She wants them to ask uh, Acker if he will accept seventy five thousand, uh, and Jimmy's like, "They they would do seventy five thousand? No, they'll do maybe forty five, and then I'll make up the difference." So she's prepared to pay thirty thousand dollars or so out of pocket just to make this stop. Yes, which should to Jimmy say like, "This is pretty serious." She definitely wants this. She's paying thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to make him stop doing this. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. Uh, so, yeah, she shows up, takes care of that. Uh, she wants out. And she's also concerned about Rich, who right. she says is on to her. Just, yeah. He knows. And you know what? Let's just let's just do this. I need this to end, and I need to move on. And Jim says there's no way he can prove anything. And she yeah. says it's not worth it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's basically all Jimmy hears. Yeah. That she is concerned mm-hmm. about this because Rich is on her. Right. So he and then he, quickly comes up with this plan to have his oh, cake and eat it too. Yeah. What was that, Brian? Yeah. But he he says to her, "All the plays, the plays yours." Right. I feel yeah. it's all set up. I if you if you want to not do the play, I mean the play is yours. But it's like watching a walk off home run drift into foul. Ah, oh, what a what yeah. a shame! This this beautiful uh, little. Uh, Rube Goldberg machine that he's put together is mm-hmm. not going to get played with. Yeah. And he just finished shooting like his bit. We saw him shoot his bit where he bust through the curtain. <laughs> so like, I feel like it's, it's that thing where I like, but I put in all this work. Yeah, like I, yeah. I, I called the woman, I did this, I did that. Like, let's just, let's do it. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I guess I get it in a way, mm-hmm. but also my God. But it's your play. If you want to, Call, if you want to pull the plug, then you can pull the plug. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Michael? Mm, I have a question, but I feel like maybe it would be better served coming at the end after we summarize. Because <laughs> it's about the commercial? Ooh. It's not about the commercial. It's more about when Jimmy makes a fateful choice in this episode, because I'm not 100% sure when he does. Okay. Uh, yeah. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Uh, so Kim is on a call with, uh, with Paige. Uh, and Kevin, they're all there. And the gist of this is we're, we're in the clear. He's going to, he's going to take this, bada bing, bada boom. 
Uh, we'll deal with the Fannie and Freddie May changes, uh, which I guess puts us around the financial uh, crisis, right? It, it puts us everywhere, right? Mm. They're always all over the news. <laughs> They're never not in the news. <laughs> uh, I feel like this is, I don't know, maybe it's 2000. It's office, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's about 2006, 2007, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim apologizes to Rich, uh, and he says, look, you can dis- you can have problems with me. You can disagree. Um, you, you can, can want to pick, pick, some br- pick some bones, whatever you want to do, but never in front of the troops, <coughs> never in front of uh, the employees. Uh, and he cancels some things, sets up a lunch, and says that we're going to lunch. We're going to walk out there together. Everyone's going to see us, you know, uh, hand in hand, so to speak, and never let it be different. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. yeah, he seems like, like an okay boss. He seems he's very forgiving, considering what yeah. the hell is mm-hmm. going on and what clearly is going on. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't. He knows what what's going on. This is one of my favorite things about the show is how Howard and Rich have been portrayed as like these the evil lawyers. Uh, but in reality, I mean, they're, you know, high-priced lawyers, but they're also decent guys. Mm-hmm. They're not wrong. Like, I I don't know. I Maybe we're questioning um, Howard's motives of offering Jimmy the job, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's a... They're, that would have been a great they're job. They're relatively yeah. genuine people who yeah. are doing relatively decent things. Yeah. Uh, and Jimmy is is looking at it the way he's looking at it. It's very interesting to me that they're they're doing like that the classic cliche of what a high priced lawyer is, and then flipping it on its head. Yeah, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we go to the other side, or the the before of the sex worker issue. Uh, so Jimmy's at court and uh, gets them. I was gets them off. Uh, he, <laughs> he deal. He gets. He, he. What am I trying to say? I'm sorry. I don't know what their issue was, but I'm guessing that he that they no longer have to deal with whatever it was. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, probably got to get back to work. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Busy, busy time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever see restaurants closing doors at noon? Do you? Um, That's an interesting line now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Actually, they're all closed. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. Uh, gets an idea and then runs after them, asks for an hour of their time, as mm-hmm. we've already gone over. They offered him a freebie. As- <laughs> yes. A quick rub and tug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I think just devalues the work in question. But, you know, like, you know, if, if, if you're good at something, don't do it for – anyway. Um, they said no, they were going was, to be nice was, and neat. Was, uh, yeah, and they gesture. even had a, a, a moist towel or something to clean up his suit. So, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they're pros. They mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone else get an extra bit of anxiety too, given the fact that this comes right after the scene where uh, Kim and Rich say we're going to lunch, basically, and then this Did, is the middle it's the of the same restaurant that that Kim and Rich have been mm-hmm. to before, and I was waiting to see them at least in the background, and they did not. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. the, the entire yeah the, the the entire Howard and uh, and uh, Beggs scene basically. I was expecting. Kim and Rich show up. Yeah, and, yeah, that would been, I don't yeah. know. For whatever reason, I'm expecting Rich and Kim to be going for Tex-Mex today. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, right when he asked that, I said, oh, they're going to go to the restaurant. He's going to get a Moscow mule because he did it in the first, whatever, the first season when they went out to lunch in that very restaurant. 
So that's why I thought that they were going to be there. And then drinking Moscow Mules. <laughs> I'm, te- I'm still on Team Tex-Mex. <laughs> Fancy Tex-Mex, obviously. They're of not, course. You know, Boy. Down market or anything. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so we are at a Mesa Verde settlement meeting, or what they thought was going to be a settlement meeting. Uh, how do we know Viola? She was um, Kim's uh, paralegal when they. she was still, like, working from yeah, home. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, and Jimmy remembers her, remembers her name. She's a little how, thrown off. How's it hanging? How's it hanging? Uh, good. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you ever answer how's it hanging? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy immediately changes the the deal uh, for Kim. Uh, he asked for four million dollars. Four million dollars. Million dollars. Uh, <laughs> and Kim wants to end this meeting right now. Uh, she said, "Okay, we got to end this meeting right now, so that me and Rich can have a word with with Jimmy, Kevin. Please get out of the like she she I think she has a sense of." what's going on apparently. something yeah something terrible is going to happen and she's yeah. going to get everybody else out of the room <laughs> yeah just everybody out there's yeah. a bomb about to go, go, go off go, go. please please yeah. please now this yeah. train is off the rails you need to leave the room right now yeah and the whole time jimmy is just going through finding a uh dvd player to pop in his disc mm-hmm. and uh starts playing those commercials kevin mm-hmm. she's basically pushing him out the door like please yeah. i am I implore you, leave yeah. the room. And he's like, I got to put my shoes on. I will mail you your shoes. Yeah. Don't <laughs> look at it. It's like Indiana Jones. I got to feed my cat. I'll feed the fucking cat. Just <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah. is where, this is where Jimmy says in order to entice him, he says, just, Kev, your dad's in it. Uh, the, the video in question, which is just. Mm-hmm. Oh, so so, so. Johnson? all right i'll watch <laughs> this is this It'll is probably this. be hilarious <laughs> anyone who's listening to the show probably has gets you know no points for guessing this was the scene by the way and all of its five ten minute whatever glory that again i don't verbally react too much to shows when i'm watching them by myself and i spent this entire scene going oh no oh no oh no oh no, oh no. <laughs> for five minutes yeah <laughs> so this is a dvd of all of those 15, 30-second commercials that they cut together, uh, which opens with uh, the old Mesa Verde stuff uh, and them saying, have you ever had, you know, problems with Mesa Verde? Or how, what has Mesa Verde done to you? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, and it, you have the woman with the black mold itching uh, mm-hmm. so he, that Don exposed himself to yeah. uh, to one of these people funding terrorism. <laughs> Uh, so this was w- punch one of a one-two punch approach within this meeting. One is the, one and it was specifically worded. It didn't say, "Have you ever did Mesa Verde ever do that to you?" They were saying, "My bank. I went to my bank and I got a rash. I went to my bank and they were funding terrorism." And it also said it was, actor portrayal underneath. So technically, <laughs> all of it. It's just unrelated topics. Right. They're yeah. they're reading true statements that someone has said about a bank. They're juxtaposing it with the picture of uh, Don Waitall uh, and Mesa Verde's, uh, you know, logo. logo. Yeah. Hang uh, on one moment. Sure. There is a. Is it a fire truck or an ambulance? That's that uh, uh, some. It's down the block of the Pollo Simon. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting Lilo. As we were. I'm sorry. Uh, so it's all unrelated. Yeah, so they, they were worded very legally. 
to not be libelous. And then he was even saying, well, these, I'm going to air these and then you can sue me and then we'll see what happens. But once something, of course, like this airs, then that's what people are just gonna be like, oh, wasn't that the place that had black mold or the guy exposed himself or whatever? And they're not going to go there anymore. Yeah. The trial's not going to be in the court of appeals. It'll be in the court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had said that, well, we can stop them from even showing these. And he's like, well, then we'll just get them in the hands of some news uh, folks and they'll show them for free. So mm-hmm. we're going to win either way. Uh, and that was punch one. Punch two was the fact that I guess Mesa Verde doesn't technically own the photo that their logo is based on yes, uh, right. and has been using it for the, for decades. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, and first Saul shows it and goes, do you know what this is? And Kim, Kim keeps saying, Kevin, don't say anything. Kevin, don't say anything. Cause she yeah. knows she gave him this information. So she knows, and she doesn't want him to say anything to implicate himself. But he says, yes, that was the photo that was in my father's home. And, and I have a copy of it I in my house. I have a copy of Very it. And this, this is what we, this is our logo. Yeah. Well, um, we never gave any credit to Olivia Bitsui. So. Yeah. My question is, how did they, and this may have been something that was very clear that I just missed, but I know that they had that one guy at the house taking photos of the desk and whatnot. Um, how did they get this information? How are they tipped off that they don't? So at the end of the last episode, at the very end of the episode, when Kim gives that look after seeing a photo, Mm -hmm. she goes, oh, I got it. She's looking at pictures of his office and pictures on his wall, things that are on his desk, uh, various photos from his house that the guy took. And she spots that picture and she realizes that that picture was used to create the logo. Got it. Kim put it all together based on the photos. And then we see before she flips out on Rich, she's looking it all up on when that photo was taken and when Mesa Verde did their logo. Got it. And then she kind of gets interrupted. It was just a visual thing. And then she gets interrupted by Rich. Cool. Great. Thank you. Yes. All right. Uh, so that was the, the, the punch number two. Uh, and uh, Jimmy is just like, oh, you can, you can, argue it we can we can go to court over this it shouldn't take more than a couple of years uh you'll just have to take down that logo from a whole bunch of well everywhere uh your horsey horsey logo put a tarp over it you know it's whatever (laughs) yeah uh and he leaves and he's whistling we're in the money come on come on jimmy so tacky yeah and uh kim is flipped flipping out uh kim is very very pissed she was this blindsided her in a way that she absolutely did not expect oh my god Uh, i I would have puked in that scenario (laughs) yeah right yeah oh i'm sorry i gotta go yeah uh she she, um she she uh, she being she she captures such a good mixture of um shock and also kind of disgust at the whole kind of like well this is what i paid for i wanted it to stop but you know what i Helped to make this month. There's a lot of self-loathing, basically, and yes. how how angry she is. Mm-hmm. She saw she saw what she yeah what she did. Like she opened the door and then expected that he would just not do it when she asked him to. And that's yeah. oh god, it was brutal. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to um, back to Mesa Verde, where Kim and company are talking about their options. Uh, and the while they're talking, there is this very slow <laughs> push in on, uh, or I guess it was a zoom in 
Yeah. Yeah. Zoom in. Yeah. That could be a uh, too. <laughs> on <laughs> Kevin, who I you could just like hear like like boiling yeah. inside his head. Uh, and he's he was, all that hair dye from his hair. <laughs> <laughs> he starts coming out of his ears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he shoots right through the roof. Uh, and he gets up. He walks out. Kim is like, oh, no, let's let, please just let your lawyers handle handle this. Uh, we'll take care of it. Uh, Kim, could I just use the bathroom? Could I just <laughs> use the men's room? Can I? <laughs> uh, and... <laughs> he goes and he meets with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Meets with Jimmy. Well, he calls him well, he first. He calls right? the phone number. Just call and yeah. like repeat Today. the phone Today. number from the from the commercial. Yeah, five oh five. And meets with him in the parking lot because, of course, Jimmy was just there. <laughs> he did. Yeah. And he had repeated his phone number several times. He knew mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah, uh, and here's Jimmy's kind of not being too aggressive here. He's, uh, he's kind of reeling Kevin in, uh, a little bit, but then he lets out like what, what imagine a world, close your eyes, imagine a world where Acker keeps his house and he gets $45,000 for pain and suffering that you were going to give him anyway. Uh, and a public apology. The photographer is compensated for decades of use, uh, something in the thousand dollars. Yeah. It's hundred thousand, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Plus uh, you know, royalties. What was that? Plus future royalties. Future royalties. Uh, and you know what the hell? A public apology. Throw in a public apology for her too. Yeah. Uh, so that's the the handshake deal. We don't see any kind of deal. We don't see the actual here. handshake. But no. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, I kind of expected him to punch him in the face. Yes, uh-huh. I did too. Especially when it was happening in like a darkened parking garage. I was like, yeah. oh, this is a bad meeting place. Yeah. 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 Never um, a good spot for a shady deal. No, I, I also, I, I really enjoy, I don't know if this was intentional or not. I could be completely imagining it, but I actually really enjoyed this thing if it was intentional. Uh, that uh, Bob Odenkirk does this thing where in the early going, before he gets a full head of steam, where when he says, when he addresses Kevin by name, it echoes a little bit of the role-playing scene from last week, specifically the way he, when impersonating Kim, says, Kevin. And like, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know if it wasn't intentional. It's a very, very quick thing, yeah. but it felt... If it was, it's too good to not be in, not to not be. No, that feels on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and and especially because I help it, I, I, it solidifies this motivation at least in Jimmy's head, where it's just like, oh, I'm doing this for both of us, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was there too. Yeah. This negotiation. Yep. Yeah. So then we go home. To but, and uh, and can you imagine a world where you shake my hand? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And we leave, and then we leave the scene with his hands hand out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we uh, follow Kim home. Jimmy is there uh, playing guitar, and how did it go? In the water, baby. Yeah, how did how did it go? He wants to hear how how everything went, uh, knowing that she was blindsided by this. Yeah. Uh, so. If I were Jimmy, I'd be like, as soon as she walks in the door, I'd have roses. I'd have <laughs> yeah. dinner ready. Yeah. Uh, as soon as she comes in, my question would be, how to go? How can I make this up to you? I'm so what sorry. I- <laughs> but it went yeah. well, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she's pulling up her sleeves. I, I was half expecting her to punch him. Yes. Yep. Who's rolling up her sleeves. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> or to literally start packing. 
That's why I you have your sleeves up. Or I, just go into the room. I originally thought she was just going to go to the bedroom and close slam. the door because that's what I would do. Like, where I'm like, I got to process this. I can't even talk right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I always roll up my sleeves before I punch someone. Um, <laughs> and it happens so often that as soon as people see me rolling up my sleeves, they scatter. They, they scatter. Get out of here. <laughs> Maybe he's just cleaning. Nope. He's on the punching path. Um, angry Marby. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Kim is ignoring him, and Jimmy is saying that the real anger worked. That's why you know, I'm sorry to pull the old switcheroo on you, uh, but we needed that. Now you're you're not culpable for it's you're not on the hook. Yeah, uh, it's plausible deniability, and she is so good in this scene, uh, oh Rhea Seahorn, because uh, she's so angry there too. Uh, and it's it's the kind of anger where she, it, you are, yeah, she may punch him. She may just break down and cry. Uh, it's all of those emotions like wrapped into this reaction from her. Um, pretty rough. Uh, and he's just like, ah, you know what? Everybody everybody wins. Acker wins. The, you get the, the call center. Uh, no, you win. But it's Asshole. also, he did a, well, he went, what will... She goes, oh, well, Kevin said, and he goes, oh, do the voice. Oh, like, right. yeah, Kevin yeah. said that he did sick of lawyers. Like, like it's just, there's no, no joking around anymore. Yeah. I uh, a little, yeah. yeah just more angry is, yeah. is what she got when he asked for the, uh, the fun voice. Yeah. Um, oh, you want the voice. Okay. You piece of shit. <laughs> uh, how, <laughs> how, could, how can you be the sucker? It was, it was your plan. And then we get, our, we get another F-bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Another, I another thought one. what a season, but here we are. Yeah. 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 Um, you, you made me out to be the sucker again. How did I make you out to be a sucker again? It was your plan. Fuck you, Jimmy. <laughs> Not quite like that. Um, <laughs> fuck you. you. Fuck <laughs> you, Jimmy. Fuck you, Jimmy. <laughs> she like she does like the Ray Liotta. Jimmy. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then she uh, yeah, I, I can't I can't do this anymore. I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh do what, what don't, don't do this. What are you talking about? No. You're fine. Everything's cool. Versus, um, it was supposed to be Saul versus a bank, then it was you versus me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll never happen again. That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> Look me in the eye and tell me that it'll never happen again. You can't do it. And he can't. Yeah. He can't. He can't do it. I, how can I believe you? You don't even believe you. Yeah, uh, we got to end this now before, or maybe we get married. Yeah. Oof. It's like was, all or nothing. It's it's the getting in the car with the drunk or walking home three miles in the winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And neither one is great, but I feel like she got in the car with the drunk. <laughs> By yeah. saying maybe we get married. I feel like that's the worst. Yeah. The worst she, option for her. Got in the car with the drunk, but forgot to bring her cello. Yes, she left her cello. <laughs> she put her cello down in front of the car, got in it, rode it over, and then <laughs> drove, over. drove over the cello, mm-hmm. and then wrapped the car around the pole. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't like this. No, no. Why is this an option? Why is getting married? Why does she see because this? Because then she, as the nobody thing? can, they can't be forced to testify against each other. Right. Mm. If you've watched any Law and Order episodes, you know that a husband and wife can be arrested. A husband and wife can't be 
can't, you can't be charged with the same crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's true, Dad. Really? <laughs> yeah. But they can't be, they can't testify, they don't have, can't be forced to testify against each other. That's so true. That, I did just watch a, uh, a Shameless episode where, ah, where that okay. came up. Okay. Yes. So that is a thing. Mm-hmm. That's how I get but, all my legal knowledge. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's her motivation, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I, I also think it's just, you know, Kim is so it's the sunk cost thing that they like they mm-hmm. talked about a couple of years ago, yes. basically. Kim is so Kim is so lonely without Jimmy. Kim is so lost without Jimmy that she can't help but just double down at this point. And it's it's exactly like you said, said Sam. It's it's the get in the car with the drunk. It's just this time she's deciding to get in the car with the drunk. She shouldn't be, and she knows she shouldn't be, but she can't help it. Yeah. And I feel like she knows that he knows her, that she's, she is good, but she wants to do these bad things. And I feel like he gets that. And, and I don't, I feel like she's worried that no one else will kind of a situation. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's, oh God. It's so brutal. Yeah. yeah it is. All right. <clears throat> uh, any other thoughts, stray thoughts from the episode or maybe what's coming? I have a question. Well, I have two questions. One, when do you think Jimmy decides that he is going to ignore Kim's plea to not do this? I think it was right when she was talking to him. I think yeah. he felt like that's what I was yeah. put enough effort yep. and he did not want, he made this wonderful commercial and he doesn't want to waste all of these people's time. And this is what she really wants, even though she's telling me the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I would say when he said, all right, well, I got to break it to these guys and then clean up. It was already in the can. Yeah. Yeah. It was in the can. When she said, Rich is suspicious, he's like, all right, well, it's already in the can. It's already done. So I think, I, I, I think from that moment, he was already going to do it no matter what. Yeah. For me, I think uh, it was that specific moment where she gave him the obstacle and he found his way to get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as she just said, like, what the issue was, what's why she's making this decision. And he was like, okay, well, we can, I can, like, I hear you. I hear you. But it wasn't a winking kind of thing. She's like, just Uh, shut the fucking thing down. He's like, mm -hmm. I got you. All right. Okay. But you Um, winked. (laughs) (laughs) Get the card back. (laughs) Pope couldn't make it across the table. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, No, I, oh, go ahead. Okay, no, I was about to say, my second thing is, I feel like, I'm not sure if it's too much credit or for or too little credit, but whichever it is, I feel like there's some colossal miscalculation going on here in terms of how much we think Rich is not going to be suspicious by about this. <laughs> oh, I don't think, I think Rich is 100% suspicious about this, and he's going to be fucking pissed. 100%. I think, I think Kim knew that, and that's why she's telling him to stop. So, yeah. I think if she broke up with him, then... Rich would go, oh, shit, yeah, okay, she didn't know. But if she marries him, then he's going to be like, she fucking knew. Yeah. 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 And that's so stupid. why is marriage the choice, though, for her? Uh, does she Legally, she can sure. get away with it. Right, 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 right. And she's all about legals, how, the <sighs> law. But oh, it's such man. a short term. It, it is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's such a... I Ethically, know. I mean, he clearly knows that she's she's probably behind this, or at least knows something that's going on. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, any other thoughts? I don't know. Uh, I was going <laughs> to say the um, the other argument could be made that he didn't make the decision 
until he made that phone call in the car after setting up Howard. That, that's what I was wondering about. Yeah, because there's just enough doubt that comes across his face that I was curious if he and was the joy. The joy he got out of, you know, making punching up in his mind. The joy he got out of punching up. He's like, all right, I'm going forward with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to make this phone call. Mm-hmm. And and maybe depending on what the phone call was, because maybe this woman is horrified that her photo is being used and he's using that sort of as a motivation where she's like, wait a minute there, this bank is making a lot of money off of something that I did in my mm-hmm. art. And so maybe he's almost doing it a little bit for her. Yeah. Yeah. Olivia, yeah. Olivia yeah. Hmm. I don't know, but I might be just being optimistic uh, okay. Uh, if anybody has anything to plug, we can do that now and then we'll end with, uh, some winners and losers. Uh, I will be in my home for the rest of eternity. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think about it. If you want to follow me on Instagram, um, at secret pants, Sam. Cool. 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 Yeah. I'm a commissioning out of work artists to do, uh, portraits in whatever, preferred medium of art they do to of a uh, basketball pitcher Bob Gutierrez. So if you're an out of work mm-hmm. artist, uh, oh yeah, I'm willing, I'm more than willing to pay. That's what commission means. I, uh, <laughs> I have money. I have a, a job that's still paying me to come to work and uh, giving me paychecks. So I'm willing to help out some out of work artists and also get some portraitures or whatnot of basketball pitcher Bob Gutierrez. So uh, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at the Brian Craig. Uh, and we'll make some art together. Yeah. Brian has his own stimulus plan. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, my money runs. Uh, I can't, I can't compete with that except follow me on uh, Twitter, Michael J. Henley, uh, where I talk about stuff. I don't know. I don't know. That's if you want uh, like a, a liberal dose of, uh, you know, commentary on the year 2020 right now, which uh, I'm thinking maybe you don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. But if you want it, it's there. Yeah, this is Mike. You can follow me on all the things at Mike Marbach. And you can go to watercooler.com for this podcast and others. Uh, this is going to be a busy month because we're going to have uh, Breaking Goodman, Can Peaches, uh, Deadwood Podcast, as well as Killing Eve Ooh, uh, Podcast. Eavesdropping. Uh, that's not back in, Killing Eve's not back until April, mid-April. Uh, but we have our Stone Cold Locks episode that we will be doing, as well as just kind of a couple run-up episodes. Uh, so it's going to be a pretty pretty busy month coming coming up. All right. And also go to iTunes and other places and rate and review the podcast. All right. Let's do a, a first a round of winners of the episode. Well, the big winner, the only person that won really is Saul Goodman. Mm. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to go with Mike. Okay, Mike's plan worked. Yeah, yeah. He, had a, he had a well-executed plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he yeah. has books for two dollars. <clears throat> a lot of books. Uh-huh. You got eight books my, my winner, I'm going to say, is Acker. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Because he gets he gets everything. He gets everything and more than he wanted. He gets to stay there, and he gets paid nearly $50,000. And, and an apology. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Public apology. So right. Acker is my yeah. winner. Michael? Uh, I'm gonna say the uh, the film students too are winners. Basically, they got uh, they got a lot of experience under their belts. Yeah. <laughs> work, work, yeah, yeah, work yeah. is work, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and just just the experience is good. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and a, a sub winner is of course. Uh, you know, I'm really 
putting artists up. Uh, Olivia, <laughs> yeah. McCoy, yeah. getting paid. Yeah, I, finally. I believe finally. artists what they're worth. Yeah, and it's about time. That seemed low. Two hundred something thousand. Two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand dollars plus future plus royalties. Okay, future yeah, that's royalties. true. So they'd have to give her a check every year. Yeah. That they okay. use that Percy logo. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds logo. good then. Uh, round the losers. Uh, Kim's my loser. Mm, me too. Kim Wexler. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, Kim Wexler specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin's also a bit of a loser in this episode. Kevin's uh, blood pressure is a loser. Uh, my loser is Howard. Oh yeah. Oh, Howie. They're never yeah. going to stop talking about that. J Dog and J Dog is a tugboat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know tugboats. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know J. I don't know them. I don't know you. I don't know them. I don't know tugboat. I don't know what's going on here. Bonus winner, by the way, Cliff. He got a little bit of a show. That's right. Yeah, he did. He did get a little bit of a show. He's got he's got a new story to tell to the guy back at the back at the golf course. Yeah. All right. That will do it for this episode. Then, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Brian. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll you, be back Martin. soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Sip that, Sip that shit. shit. You can wash your hands. Oh, wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs>